Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's I'm 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 old. <laughs> little older, not much wiser. Just no, just, not at us. No, if anything, dumber. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If anything, I've I've lost brain cells in the last year, probably just from being cooped up in an entire year of not being allowed to go outside. So you know, that's probably a thing. Um. I got to say, honestly, like I'm, I'm in a much better place than I was last year for my birthday. Last year, you know, between, you know, having lost my job and then COVID on the horizon and all that. And I mean, I got the great shout out from Kevin and ultimately got the present, which was cool. But as a whole, it was not a great place to be starting. This year is much, much better. <laughs> you know, got a job. Network's doing well. You know, the the, the whole thing. We're, we're, you know, Pot of Skew's doing well, well, as well as we do, you know, so. Um. Yeah. So at least at least it's starting better. So sure. Well, speak but, for yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. For so, you, yes. But for the unemployed guy who lost his mom, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that technically was 2020. We're talking 2021 now. Yeah, so. that's true. Mom, mom didn't even fucking survive 2020. That sucks. Yeah. So. Anyways. All right. But, enough of that melodramatic fucking bullshit. Yeah. Save it for the movies. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we have some guests. If, if you've been paying attention and you listened to us, uh, three days, three days ago, three days ago, uh, we were on a different show that were gracious enough to put up with our stupidity for, you know, an hour or so. Um, our, our brethren from Odd Pods Media, we were on Super Media Brothers and now, for whatever reason, I guess they're just gluttons for punishment, but they decided to join us over on Potescu. So I got I got uh, Richie and Cody, as otherwise known as Midnight Agent Raw and Okami, uh, with me. I got that right this time because I fuck that up all the time. Did I get it right this time? Yes. Okay, good. Completely good. butchered my name, but you know you're good now. <laughs> <laughs> How did I 
it's one word. Um, you didn't. But no, well, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to Potaskew. Good to be here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah, man. And yes, you're Sorry right. We're gluttons for punishment. So thank you for uh, acknowledging my. <laughs> <laughs> My selfish that's desires. why sorry to advance. Whip it good. I, I, I think being a podcaster automatically makes you a glutton for punishment. That's just my uh, my opinion. But you know, I just like the pain. You know, just yeah, just give it to me. That's all that matters. <laughs> Bring oh, the hard, harder, daddy. Pain for pleasure. We were actually joking. <laughs> We were actually joking about that shit earlier because there was a GoDaddy.com commercial that came on YouTube. And I looked over Cody and I was like, what if it was ChokeMeDaddy.com instead? Because like GoDaddy.com is like the weirdest fucking name for um, like a website template builder or like a whatever the fuck it is or like a, a career starting or whatever the fuck it is. It's Regardless just of what it's about, the title alone is just like you question it because I was like, what if it's just Daddy'sBelt.com? Oof. Oof. I think that would have worked better when Danica Patrick was the uh, <laughs> spokesperson, you know. <laughs> and that's why she races, to get away from her problems. <laughs> Oof. I think OnlyFans should change the same to GoFundMe, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there was a bit on um, on uh, Bill Marshall on Real Time two weeks ago where he said, it, during his New Rules segment, where he was saying that, like, you know, eventually OnlyFans and Cameo are going to merge to be only Cameo, where you see Ian Ziering get paid to open up beer bottles with his butthole. You know. Oh, word up in yeah. his ass. Yeah. So, so you know, who knows? That that, so. that went right over his head. I feel bad. I think now. so. Yeah. Yeah. Transition, right. please. <laughs> we tried Isn't to derail and it didn't work. Oh no! That we always go off the rails. I. I you know, you know when we've hit the off the rails mark because I'm usually like, "Good night, we're done, we're out," you know, and then and then we still keep talking. But yeah, so, um, but when we were on your show, guys, we talked about uh, music covers that we liked. Um, you know, ones that we preferred. Uh, did we prefer the original over the cover, or vice versa, or whatever? And that kind of got us thinking. Well, there's a lot of movie remakes too, and so, you know, since that's what we do here on Potosky, we figured let's talk movie covers or if you will and and movie redos and remakes and i've got a couple rico's got a couple i don't know what you guys brought because unlike the music one we didn't share our list and because it's more fun this way i think with the movies so i'm excited to see what you guys are bringing to the table so as you are the guests and yes rico let's not be rude we'll have uh why the fuck would you think i have a problem with that i have a problem with you going first but not them Okay, so then we're gonna we'll let we'll I'll let them decide be amongst themselves. But Super Media Brothers, go ahead, Pitt, tell us uh, tell us one of your picks here. Yeah, because the thing is, is there's so many to like narrow it down to just one, because there's there's a lot of movie remakes sure. that are you know by and large good, by and large shit, or by and large mediocre. Uh, yeah, because it's easier for us to bring forward like a couple of examples as like good ones, bad ones and stuff like that. Um, for me personally, he was the one that introduced me to like the whole cinematography, like level of entertainment as a whole. And I eventually got more into it over the years. But I mean, I'm more used to like the horror aspect of films, not so much anything else outside of that. Like there's a few covers, like, I mean, a few remakes, um, <laughs> I'm so used to covers. It's all the same thing. It's all a big blanket. Um, just, I think the first one that I really remember watching 
was Ocean's Eleven. That was like the first like movie remake that I can recall off the top of my head that actually was really fucking good. Um, for a lot of reasons, I think just and I know it was like most of the Rat Pack was like the the focal point of the Ocean's Eleven when it first came out. Um, and I think that's why I think this one's a little bit better because there's a little bit more personality with the cast mm-hmm. choice that they brought to the table, like Clooney, Damon, uh, Pitt, and all of them. Um, and it's a good example of a heist movie, like to just, you know, look at and actually get notes from and take, you know, this from it and that from it and that, like there. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy like Ocean's Eleven as a good example, like to start off, like what's a good remake of a classic, basically. Right. I, I agree with you. That's actually probably, I mean, we didn't expect you guys, and, and I appreciate if you did it, but we didn't expect you guys to narrow it down to like one or two. Like what we do here at Potoskew is we'll, we're just going to go all over the place and talk about any ones that will come up. So, right. but Ocean's Eleven is a, a, a great starting point because I agree with you. Um, you know, as, as much shit as I give Rico about Sinatra and the rat, the rat pack, I, I know they made great films. I know they made films people loved and whatever, but, but I, that didn't speak to me, you know, like it does to some people. And 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 the collection that you get with Clooney and, um, you know, like you said, Clooney and and especially the dynamic between those two, Brad Pitt and, and George Clooney, those two characters, Rusty and and Danny Ocean, you know, they're all great. But that that specific dynamic was phenomenal. And I think I think they played off each other well. They did a lot of ad libbing in those films too, not just I mean, because it is a trilogy. Um, and would I let them kind of just go off the script and 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 do their own things and and it worked. Um, I will say real quick just because I want to get this out there and let Rico laugh at me because I I don't think he knows this or if he does I don't remember telling him. But that's the first movie I ever saw Don Cheadle in, ever. <laughs> so when when I finally saw him without in something else and he didn't have a British accent, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because I thought he was British because that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. I actually have to agree. It was the same fucking thing. Like, I I didn't realize that Don Cheadle wasn't British, so when I saw him, like, well, then the next movie I saw was Hotel Rwanda. I'm like, okay, well, he can, you know, fuck up his his British accent and go African. That's fine. And then I was like, Iron Man 2, and I'm like, what in the holy fucking hell? (laughs) Um, But I, see, as the fucking resident giant Sinatra aficionado, I I agree. I you know, I love a lot of Sinatra films and I love a lot of Rat Pack films. I I still think Ocean's 11 the original is fucking kind of boring in, mm. in compar- especially in comparison to the remake. Um I mean shit, even Sinatra doesn't even sing in in Ocean's 11. Like it it, it yeah, but no, was he trying to get away from that? I mean, I'm not even making, no, making but I thought no. he was trying to get away from that in his films a little bit. Well, in the early to mid 50s yes but he did do a lot of singing in other films and around that i mean less so later but in the, he was still you know doing song and dance shit in the 50s up to the late 50s um but see because i i'm i know the history of all that shit so in, in part oceans 11 was essentially a campaign movie for kennedy like they, they were campaigning heavily for Kennedy, and they were like, "Oh, well, let's just fucking film. we're all together, let's film a movie." And they filmed the movie when they were like working at Vegas performing anyway. So it was really not much of a stretch of just roll camera and let's pretend we're gonna rob a casino that we're happen to be at. Is 
it's sort of gimmicky. Whereas they made a they made a couple later Rat Pack films like Robin and the Seven Hoods. I personally find better. It's it's more of an actual story, and Sinatra sings. They all sing. Um, but yeah, I I have got to agree that the remake is infinitely better. It's got a better uh, ensemble cast because apart from naming the core members of the Rat Pack, who who else is in the Ocean's Eleven movie apart from maybe Cesar Romero? Like, right. you know, whereas Ocean's Eleven's got Andy Garcia, it's got George Clooney, it's got Brad Pitt, it's got Matt Damon, it's got Elliot fucking Gould. Like, it's it's got a bigger good... Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. Don Cheadle. I mean, it's it's got all that, and every character that brings something to that table is is delivering something good. Whereas a lot of in the original, it's just like, okay, there's that fucking guy. Like, mm-hmm. fine. So yeah, I, as as big of a Sinatra fan as I am, I definitely acknowledge the remake is the superior. Now, if we were talking about the other films of the rap of the uh, Ocean's uh, franchise, there are some that are better than others. I personally did not understand the fucking point to Ocean's Eight, but right. that's a whole other topic. You know, and and and, and even the, even the original cast didn't like twelve. Like I know for a fact when they were shooting thirteen, they were walking around on on. It was it was the running joke on set that this is Ocean's thirteen, the one the re- sequel we should have made, or Ocean's twelve we should have made. I f- forget exactly how they phrased it, but yeah, they they definitely felt like you know thirteen was the true sequel to to eleven, and I do I do really enjoy thirteen. I I might actually enjoy thirteen slightly more than eleven, but not by much. Like it's it's right there. Pacino so. helps. <laughs> Gino helps. I also think the way they, the, the, without doing a deep dive into that series, but with the way they, they bring Damon along from 11 to 13, like his, the character development of Linus Caldwell throughout that franchise, I think actually is what makes it kind of interesting too. Because by the time, by the time you hit 13, he's just adjacent to, to Danny and, uh, to Rusty. And the guy who plays his dad is fucking great. That, that's, uh, Albert Brooks's older brother. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. He he actually just died like a couple of years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyways. No, you were mentioning um, uh, Pacino. I mean, another good remake is Heat, too. Yep. I mean, just I mean, just think about it for a second. Like, you take Pacino and, and De Niro and just put them in the same room, and it's just infinitely just, like, electrified. Like, they're so good at being themselves and being the character that they are. Like, they make the movie, like, ten times better. Well, you're you're bringing up an interesting point because Heat. Not a lot. A lot of people know that Heat is a remake. It's, mm-hmm. But it's it's not even like a remake of another movie, if I remember correctly. Like Michael Mann did like a TV episode that was pretty much the same synopsis of Heat, and he said, oh, "I could do this better." Right. Is that? But I don't even think it was a movie. There was a um, it was an Asian film. I think it was. The camera was like what it was called exactly. I had to look it up in exactly. Cause I was watching, I was watching a list earlier and that came up and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Heat is an actual um, remake. And there was a remake off of a foreign film, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the departed it, definitely was the departed was a remake of, a, of infernal affairs. Was that one of yours? Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> ah. Yes. And in fact, that was my, that was the one I was going to lead off with. Cause fuck what a, yeah. what a, what a film. And, you know, anybody that has seen that movie and like, like for me, me, for instance, you know, I was 
heavily invested in every aspect of that film and the oh my god i got so pissed off and you know the scene i'm talking about i got so fucking oh, yeah. pissed off when that happened but then by oh, the yeah. time Wahlberg comes around then i was like fuck yeah like <laughs> so don't don't worry about spoilers by the way we 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 our audience knows at this point. So if you, yeah. Okay. Well, when Leonardo DiCaprio gets fucking capped in the damn head, when he's about to, you know, make the bust, fuck that motherfucker right up his ass with a cactus sideways, no lube, <laughs> fuck him to death. He, he puts the cap in Caprio. He yeah. fucking did. And then Marky Mark put the funky bunch of bullets in fucking Damon's head. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. God yeah, damn. Done, Nicely done. Just I, um, unloaded all over this. Yeah, he did. The uh, Heat. So Heat is a remake of a TV movie called L.A. Takedown from 1989. I had my movies Uh, backwards, but yeah, that's right. Okay, because I'm not seeing anything about a yeah foreign film. Um, I the one thing I will disagree with you on though, um, uh, Cody about the, and I think Rico's going to agree with me on this. You're right. As a whole, De Niro and Pacino in the same room. That's just usually a winning combination, except The Irishman. I don't feel like it worked real well there. The movie as a whole was okay, but that dynamic there, it, it didn't, it didn't click there for me. That's that's insane. So yeah, the Irishman kind of felt like it was getting Pesci, De Niro, Pacino, all those guys in the same film for the sake of just having them in the same film. Mm-hmm. I might mm-hmm. be kind of like stepping on toes with people that really enjoy that movie, but that's kind of how it felt for me. It, it was it was oh, that, a good movie. It was but, totally like. These guys are all going to die soon. If we don't do a movie with them all in the same film, we got to do it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. I mean, I would actually argue that Pacino is probably the weakest part of that movie, which fucking sucks because I love Pacino and I was always a bigger advocate of Pacino than I was of De Niro. It's just, it's just how I fucking preferred their movies. Nothing against De Niro, but, and then watching The Irishman, I think the first hour and a half is actually a pretty strong decent flick and then once Pacino comes in as fucking Jimmy Hoffa at no point did I see Jimmy Hoffa not that I fucking know what Jimmy Hoffa looks and sounds like but all I saw was Pacino just yelling about the Kennedys and calling them cocksuckers like I don't know and I still have a lot of problems with the Irishman I love a good Scorsese film and some of my picks are Scorsese films like The Departed and Mm. even Cape fucking Fear Right. You know, you want to talk about a fucking remake. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And just a quick side note, when when you were like talking about how you had a lot of problems, I was sitting there thinking, man, I got a lot of problems with this film and you're going to hear about them. Thinking about Seinfeld, (laughs) fucking Festivus. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, Cape Fear is absolutely a, a damn good one. With one, let me, let me phrase it this way. Cape Fear, De Niro is, is very good and, and terrifying. I think Robert Mitchum was equally as terrifying, but in a very different way. However, Nick Nolte was just not fucking useful in that remake. And I think Gregory Peck was infinitely better in the original. Is Nick Nolte ever really useful, though? Like, honestly? Uh, Well, when he... When I have spoken, yes. Right. He's in the fucking Mandalorian, uh, which I swear to fuck... They did not use an animatronic. That was just Nick Nolte, just on his fucking knees, you know, <laughs> skirting around, be like, I have spoken. Like, it, it, it fucking looks and sounds just like how Nick Nolte 
is now. You need more proof? Rewatch Tropic Thunder. Great movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> I think that's why Nick Nolte just kind of like falls out of my memory like so easily. But Nick Nolte falls out of his own memory so easy too. Yeah. Nick Nick Nolte is what happens when you take Gary Busey and give him some form of sanity. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> mm, it's it's true. Am, yeah. am I wrong? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair though, didn't I, I listen? If I recall, Gary Busey had like a traumatic head injury from some kind of car accident, didn't he, or something? Yeah, that was a motorcycle Busey accident did. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, Gary Busey's been acting fucking nuttier than squirrel shit before the accident. You got it. I don't know. I thought it. he was pretty good. In, I thought he was pretty good in Lethal Weapon, Under Siege, things like that. I mean, you yeah, know. But in Lethal Weapon, you're going up against Mel Gibson, who automatically makes everyone else look normal in comparison. <laughs> this is true. I mean, rewatch Predator 2, and he is fucking Gary Busey all the way in that fucking movie. <laughs> The fact that his name is a fucking verb or an adjective, you know, is is crazy. You've been beautified. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I mean, you I would. Another re one you want to mention? I, I, re I can think of a couple. Well, for, for one second with the very Busey thing, I fucking rewatched Black Sheep with David Spade and uh, Chris Farley. That is the most fucking Gary Busey performance in that whole guy. Have you seen that fucking movie? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You watch that and you're just like, I don't think they gave him a script. I think he just, they just said, all right, Busey, go, act yourself. He's like, pulls out a fucking RPG. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in this fucking movie? No wonder Chris Farley was doing drugs. He doesn't have no, an no, agent. He has a freaking handler. He just takes him off the leash. Like, okay, go, Gary. I mean. Yeah, he, he, it wasn't even that. He just wandered on set and they were filming and he was, he just started talking and it went, oh, it works. Let's keep it. That's yeah, kind of what they filmed at his house. His house was a fucking like school bus that converted into a fucking home. And... <laughs> he made David Spade piss himself like on screen, like, like legitimately. I, just... I mean, yeah. if Gary Busey like goes crazy in front of you, wouldn't you piss yourself anyway? Oh yeah, Gary I Busey mean... would never be in front of me because I would fucking get out of there as soon as I heard, <laughs> like as soon as I see the glint of the sun reflecting off his fucking teeth, yep. I'd get out of there. You know, you know what I want? I just thought of a reality show I want. I want a reality show that's like kind of like the real world or Big Brother where you have Gary Gary Busey, Nick Nolte, and Randy Quaid living together and you just film that shit for like, you know, oh my <laughs> just God. weeks on end. I, I just want to watch that. Or I was thinking like that whole show Fear, like they did on MTV. Yeah. Everybody who's afraid of them, just put them in the same room and just light it up as soon as they like get in there. And it's like, oh shit, no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. That'd be great. God. God damn, the three of those people. Oh, God. that My brain I mean, that, hurts. That's a shit show. That's oh, it, a shit show in the make. You know, you know it would make all the monies. Like, and, all the money. And, and, Bud, and yeah. Budweiser would slap their name on it in a fucking art beat, too. Instead yep. of calling it Busy Bees, just call it Busy Bees. Yep. <laughs> Gary Abusey. Thank yeah. you. Good night, everybody. Abuse. Gary Abusey? Yeah. No, is that what you said? Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. Abusey. Uh... Um, I, I I can I can name one real quick that I I really enjoy. Um, and and Rico's gonna love this one because he 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 likes making fun of the actor in this in this one. But uh, Gone in sixty seconds, the remake with Nick Cage. Um, 
I I love me a good car movie. Rico knows this. That's why I'm a fan of the Fast and Furious films and and all that too. But um, some of the car, especially Gone in sixty seconds, though. I mean, because they go all over the place in cars. I mean, and then finishing it off with with Eleanor and the you know the sixty seven Shelby Mustang Cobra. And I'm not even a Ford person, but that car's just gorgeous. You know, but have um, you seen the original? I, 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 no, I'm not going to be honest. Most of these movies I haven't seen the originals on. So that's why I'm not going to be able to say too much. But I, I, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of wonderful, you know, good cars in the original too. I'm not saying there's not, but, but just watching it and then, you know, watching Robert Duvall act next to, you know, Nick Cage and, and, you know, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie, you know, like that's, you know, you, you don't expect it, you know. So, all right, I'll shut up and just. I I have nothing to say about that because I've only seen clips of the remake, and I've only and I saw the original years and years and years ago. But like on the other spectrum, I have a feeling this is going to be one of yours, CJ. Is the Italian Job? Whereas I saw the Italian Job in theaters, and I was like, I don't like this at all. And. I I I respond to that movie the same way that Edward Norton phoned his fucking role in in that movie. You know he didn't want to be there. That was contractually like, you have a contract. You have got to be in this movie. And you could just tell from the fucking performance that, you know, he delivered his fucking lines in the Incredible Hulk video game a whole lot better than he did in the Italian job. Uh, but whereas the original with Michael Caine, I thought was fucking great. It was an old-fashioned British... 70s 60s caper mm-hmm. i thought that was great you just love michael kane though no i don't no fucking i i do not love michael kane i think michael kane is at his best a fine actor i think he was a, a decent alfred for that particular batman but no i i i fucking am not look he was the best fucking thing in jaws 4 but is that really saying much no no okay so no, I don't really fucking like Michael Caine. I think Michael Caine can. I think Michael Caine is one of those British actors who cannot convincingly do a good American accent. So we want to go on a topic about bad remakes and Nicolas Cage. How about Wicker Man? Oh no, that's that's uh, that's definitely an improvement. <laughs> no, I I, I agree. It, that, it, Wicker Man the remake is a fucking great time when you want to get really fucking drunk and destroy a movie, which is probably how they made that movie to begin with my biggest thing is like i understand like the dynamic of nicholas cage is he's crazy he's over the top he has the facial expressions and everything like that but i think with the wicker man the environment you don't need that kind of energy in that kind of mood in that setting and i think that's what made me just feel like i can't stomach this and i know it's memed to hell and back with the b part and everything like that but the whole sequence where he's like, how did the dog get burned? How did the dog get burned? How did the dog get burned? <laughs> over and over again. It's like, you're like literally like abusing this woman, like pers- like just emotionally, just saying this one fucking question over and over again. It's Nicholas Rage. Yeah. <laughs> like, Doesn't he fucking punch out a woman while wearing a bear costume? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. He like did the most aggressive like interpretation of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Without the honey, he just yeah, he because... walks up to her. Oh bother! And just fucking punches her right in the yeah. face. Where's Piglet? Robin? Where's Piglet? Where's Piglet? Yeah. Where's Piglet? Where is she? 
<laughs> oh dear. Yeah, he went. From, <laughs> he went from fucking oh bother to Eeyore. <laughs> it's like that sugar rush that just like immediately like crashed him in like ten seconds. Yeah, all that. That's why there's no honey. He fucking ate all that shit. Yeah, he got it directly from the bees. Like later on, though. No, the bees were angry because he ate all his honey. Oh, so they stung the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the bees. It's a revenge flick for him. <laughs> it's yeah, but I, I'm with you. The fucking original is. I mean, first off. Christopher fucking Lee like mm. how do you how do you fucking replace I mean how do you replace that it's extremely I mean, difficult like I mean Christopher Lee is just a phenomenal actor like hands down I, I can't argue with that ironically enough he was in a couple remakes like he was in see I don't agree with this as a good remake but he happens to be in it he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. now I'm of the opinion that I think for all reasons, nostalgia, Willy Walk on the Chocolate Factory is the better film. Ah, oh, see, CJ, you just a fucking asshole. Here, here's my per take on that. I agree with you on that aspect, but I do like the the dark, like unsettling feeling of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's really about it. Um, but yeah, like Gene it's Wilder. But like Gene Wilder as the uh, Willy Wonka is far better than Johnny Depp's version. To me, but see, but see, the 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 dark aspect of that one is way closer to the original uh, story. If you read, if you read the book, if you read, you know, it's it's a lot like like you know, Rico and I joke about this frequently on the show about you know the Disney stuff, you know, uh, you know, with, with Cinderella, you know, it's a heartwarming story for all these little girls that want to be a princess. But if you read the original, you know, where the the source material, they're cutting toes off to try to fit into the glass slipper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a to me, it's the same thing with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The the Roland Dahl uh, book is dark as fuck. How'd you pronounce it? I fucked it up. Whatever. Uh, um, it's, it's just Roll Dahl. No, it's. I thought anyway. anyway I had a Norwegian point, fucking grandmother. I know this shit. Roll on okay. deodorant. Roll on. You you are correct. Yeah, it's just dark. It's just a darker. It's it's darker and it fits the book. When you're done, Rico, I have some interesting Wicker Man stuff. I go with what you're well, saying. I I do agree with you that the Tim Burton one is more book accurate, and I would also say Johnny Depp's portrayal is book accurate. However, I I just think Gene Wilder was Gene Wilder always kept us guessing. Mm. That's sure. my that's my point is that he he got. He got the creep factor where, like, you just go through a tunnel, the boat ride, and it, it doesn't make any bit of goddamn sense why that scene's there. I mean, yeah, that wasn't in the book. I acknowledge that, but I don't know. I, I think in terms of a remake, it's it's a closer adaptation of the book, but is it better? I don't know. It wouldn't bother me if some people prefer that version over the other. That's one where I'm – and I give you shit, but that's just because I'm your friend. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't blame you for picking that version. I and I I, I want to stress I don't dislike the Gene Wilder one. I think it's a fine enough movie and I enjoy it and I grew up on it. I mean that was that was all I had till you know two thousand whatever you know that they did the, the new one. But it so it's not that I don't like the Gene Wilder one, but I just liked how the other one was closer. Um, guys, did you have thoughts, comments, questions? Yeah, I was gonna say that. What made Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, like to agree with Rico there, it, the way he went about it was almost nonchalant. 
Like this is nothing new. It's mm-hmm. like it's whatever. You know, he's he. There's no, you know, he does he, like he keeps you guessing, like he said. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like having him be more stoic and just kind of keep the same tone and pace throughout the whole entire film versus Johnny Depp's, he kind of like breaks character a little bit here and there. It's like that's more sinister to me that you don't know. Like you said, he's unpredictable versus like anything can set off. Johnny Depp's character, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? So now I'm more guarded with him than I am with Gene Wilder. Yeah, pretty much. Johnny Depp's version looks like he's looking forward to the kids making the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gene, I think, is just kind of like, he he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, CJ, that. you, had, you, had so, you had something about Wickerman? Oh, nothing. I, mean, I was just looking at the looking at the information, and since I can't contribute too much to, the, to these conversations... Uh, one of the on the wiki it lists its accolades and they're all Razzies. Now it lost Worst Picture to Basic Instinct two. And, I have to, I have and to Nick, agree with that. Do we even need a sequel Nick, to that fucking film anyway? Yeah, and then Nick Cage lost Worst Actor to to both Marlon and Sean Wayans for Little Men. So just Little to give Man, you yeah. Idea, yeah. So to give you an idea, um, and also he said apparently, um. <laughs> Cage was asked what what roles of his he would like to revisit in just in a general interview once, and he said he would actually like to take Wicker Man to Japan and do it a la Ringo, Ringu, excuse me, Ringu, and and make it like that, and where 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 he is the um, a ghost, like the mm. Wicker Man, I guess would be a ghost. I've never seen the film, so I'm kind of uh, you know. But, Jesus, I'm, that's I've got a factoid about Wicker Man as well. Sure. If you go to the IMDb page and you look at the list of actors, you'll you'll notice that the bees are actually the same bees from My Girl, which is why they were so pissed. <laughs> See, I'll watch that. I'll watch Macaulay Culkin in the Nick Cage role. <laughs> like, like he survives at the end of My Girl and fucking like, all right, I'm going to go off and fucking like, go off to this island and the fucking and then he just gets fucking you know dude did, did we actually talk about that like he actually went to like a purgatory or his own version of hell after he died in my girl yeah he was literally nick cage's character in wicker man yeah yeah we, we, oh, we kind of made reference to that at one point like a long fucking time ago but dude um funny story that is actually fucking true uh are y'all familiar with uh bunny ears.com by any chance no it's macaulay culkin's no. it's macaulay culkin's website oh yes Yes, he, he did a yeah. fake interview with the bees from my girl and it's just it's just text form but it's fucking hilarious did they tell him to buzz off I actually think they did but no it, it's it's hilarious believe in yourself did he did he, he he needed his glasses though because he can't see without his glasses he sure oh, can't God. I think the bigger fucking turmoil if he's in purgatory in his own hell is he has to watch my girl too. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, he's home alone with his thoughts now. Yep. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got one. Scent of a woman. Going back to Pacino. So you guys may not know this, but Scent of a Woman was originally an Italian film called Perfume. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. Like, I love Italian stuff. I'm a, I'm a big Italian fucking Dago here who likes Italian movies. It's fine. It's not a classic. It may have been a classic until the Pacino one came along, but the Pacino one is better. Much better. 
Like, it's just a creep factor. The original one has a scene where the, the fucking blind guinea um, <laughs> is standing there, and he, like, asks a young woman to, like, hold his dick so it can piss in the right direction. And it, it's just weird. It's just... It's it's too European. Let's go with that. It's, Al, it's too open with... <laughs> yeah. Al, Al's Pino. European. He's a pian. We're all, all a pian. Al's a pian. Yeah. <laughs> um... I do, I do love that sequence. I mean, I think everyone probably agrees with me. I'm not saying anything that's like breaking news, but that sequence at the school at the end when Pacino goes off, just just one of the best sequences in cinema history, in my opinion. I love that sequence. And that's an improvement because, I mean, I don't even remember there being like a whole subplot about the kid in the original film. It was just like, you got to take care of this old blind horny fuck. You might be the only one who remembers that it was an original film. Like, let's be real about that. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I worked at a fucking video store for five years, and I have an Italian-American dad. I'm supposed to know this shit. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, um, I was going to say, I got one, speaking of, like, Italian. Uh, did either of you see the Suspiria remake by any chance, or the original? I have not. It's it's on my list. I've heard not great fucking things about the remake, so I've been kind of apprehensive. The remake is uh, is is different. It, it it's not um, it's not Jalo by any means of the imagination. Right. But honestly, I think that's what makes it different. And I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it had its own level of uh, tension. Creep. Uh. I thought the actors in the movie did a really fine job with everything. Uh, I actually caught it a couple of years ago when it had come out on Prime, and I was very apprehensive about even watching it because you don't fuck with Argento, in my opinion. I fucking love Dario Argento. And it, it was not, like, the best, but it wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed it. Like, if you don't look at it as, like, a remake, but you look at it as, like, its own thing, it's fucking good. It was his daughter, right? It was his daughter's doing the remake no it was uh, somebody completely different I can't remember the I director it, offhand I, I thought it was Asia Argento what was, what was the title I, I didn't catch it Suspiria um, no um, Asia Argento did uh, she had a role in the mother of tears which was the uh, the three mothers trilogy which was the last okay. one of that which that was that was pretty good too. Uh, like Inferno, like it was uh, Suspiria, and I think Inferno, and then or I I don't remember. It might have been Inferno and uh, Mother of Tears, mm-hmm. but uh, no, you, you just don't fuck with Argento's work. But I think the the twenty eighteen Suspiria did a pretty fine fucking job for what it I'll, is. I'll I'll add it to my list. I um, what are your what's up? Well, I know I know I've got some. You know, I'm going to be the fact checker on this one. Because, yeah, um, the original was directed by, uh, as you said, Dario Argento. Um, they actually gave a second credit to a Daria Nicolotti. It's his wife. Okay. And then the remake was done by Luca Guadagino, I think is how you would say that. I'm yeah. not sure how you would say it. It's long and Italian and complicated. The score was good, too. Um, oh, boy, from um, Radiohead, singer. He's the one that did the score for oh. the 2018 remake. Okay. Okay. That's the thing about horror films. I mean, not to get back into a music discussion, but a lot of them, even if the film's not great, like there's a UE Bowl film, Alone in the Dark, that I hear is 
god awful, but the soundtracks are ridiculously amazing. So you know, the Raging Bull. Mm. <laughs> That's what he called himself. You guys know that Uwe Boll like actually fucking got so bent out of shape with his critics that he challenged them to fight in the ring. Yes, boxing I ring. Did, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't handle that shit well at all. No, and he referred to himself as the Raging Bull. So he was destructive criticism. Yeah. He's more like a giant fucking hemorrhoid, if I'm being honest. I don't really like the dude's movies. Well, I mean, look, Sounds he, like an he anal stopped plug making, to me. He stopped fucking making movies. And I actually, he like became a restaurateur, and apparently he's like really good at it now. Well, maybe he found his fucking calling. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the first German to fucking make a, you know, good food. <laughs> but I wonder how he handles like critics with the food, though. Like, he makes a bad dish, and they're like, this is terrible. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the good food. He, he throws the he throws the chef mitts off and he's like fucking fight me in my kitchen bitch or they yeah. know who he is and they're just like okay no this is really good food and it's like terrible shit yeah. <laughs> just, we're not going up against someone who can handle fucking knives on a frequent basis right <laughs> uh, Rigo just so you know uh, and I think Richie you mentioned this already but Suspiria is on Prime so okay. if you, I know you have Prime so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give a shot Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread, a brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives when its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Uh, since we're on the subject of horror movie remakes and shit, because there, you know, there are a lot of really bad horror movie remakes, but there are a couple that are fine. Like, I am of the opinion that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003 is pretty damn good. It's not the original, but it's pretty damn good. It's very different. Mm. You guys have thoughts? Yeah, um... I'm a Texas Chainsaw purist as far as the 74 Toby Hooper one goes. And hell, we actually very much enjoy the second one because... Oh, I didn't like the second one, but uh, that's, that's just me. No, I love the second one only because he, he knew what he was doing when he made it. He didn't set out to make a serious movie. He was like, fuck this, I'm going to make this into a black comedy movie. And, you know, it's Toby Hooper. I feel like if anybody can fuck their own shit up, it's, it's whoever the original guy is. Right. That, but, that's fair. Right. So, like, with the 2003 one... I actually very much liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It's not the greatest, but I think it was solid. 
you know, for what they were doing. I think it's infinitely better than the more recent one they did. Like, uh, it's just called Texas Chainsaw, where they tried to do a direct sequel to the original fucking... Did you guys see that one? I did. It's the one where they, they just kind of called it Texas Chainsaw 3D. It, it came out in, uh, I think it was 2013 or 2014, somewhere around that, that time. That's, that's one I didn't catch, to be honest. It's okay. Oh, my God. No, it's 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 fine until you like think about what they're trying to go for because they're saying okay, so the the girl at the beginning who's a baby who grows up to be fucking uh, Alexandra Daddario is that her fucking name the total hottie from True Detective yeah um they're saying that she's supposed to be the same girl and they're having it be in modern day 2013 and I'm like on what fucking planet does that woman look like a 39 year old. Yeah, never no gonna shit. happen. Well, I mean, and, all they had to do was just say, oh, "Okay, we're gonna set it in the fucking '90s and omit iPhones, and it'll work." Yeah, and then actually, the most recent Texas Chainsaw film that had come out is a prequel called Leatherface, and I didn't catch that one, dude. You don't want to, really? No, that you bad. fucking don't want to. Yeah, like they tried to make a big deal out of it, and they wound up just dumping it like directly to video on demand. Like that's how just down fucking hill that went. What are your thoughts on the remakes of Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Those two movies can blow dogs for quarters. Heavy, heavy, heavy agree. I'm not, I, I can't do the, those. The only good thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was Jackie O'Haley's attempt to do yes. a more serious and sinister Freddy, but I think they fucked him with the script and with the fucking CG laid over his makeup. If they would have went full practical with him, it would have been a little more menacing, but I felt like I was watching Freddy as Rorschach, and I really wish they wouldn't have digitized his voice to that effect. But see, my biggest thing with that Freddy Krueger is I'm so used to the kind of charismatic, campy Freddy the Krueger, Freddy Krueger, yeah. and and that's like you can't really mess with that like stylization of the personality, and I think that's where in my mind they fucked up. Yeah, Robert, you can't really replace Robert England at all. I agree, and if if you are going to attempt it, Jack Earl Haley is a phenom is a good enough actor to take on the mantle. I also have to give props to Kyle Gallner, who was in the film. He played the the fucking it was Clancy Brown's son, and he's the male love interest to fucking Rooney Mara. He's the, the very remake. sleepy guy. Well, that's hard to determine which one is the very sleepy guy in that fucking movie. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it was the audience. Yes. Um, <laughs> but Friday the 13th, like, yeah, you go into it, you're not expecting fucking gold because it's Friday the 13th. But I have to say, Derek Mears does a pretty fucking good job as Jason. Absolutely. I'll agree with 100% on that because I like Derek Mears. Yeah. The movie itself is, okay, it's just a best hits of all the popular Friday the 13th movies, but he gives probably the more realistic interpretation of Jason, which is like, it's Rambo meets I don't know, Jason Voorhees. There's no other way of describing it. He's very Rambo-esque. Give Rambo a machete and a hockey mask. See, we were talking about like horror remakes, and I think this might be a little bit controversial between the four of us. I don't know. But I honestly think the Carrie remake was actually pretty good. Not like fantastic or better than the original, but I think it was a good attempt overall on some Which aspects. Which one? Because there was one that came out in 2002, and then there was the one with fucking Chloe Grace Moretz that came in like 2013. So the which 20, one? The 2013 I actually liked. It was fine. I mean, I, I let, me, let me put it this way. I, I've seen worse Stephen King remakes and I've seen better. Right. So it's fine. I, I think I think I like Chloe Grace Moretz. I think she's a great actress and um 
I would say that her performance was was better than Sissy's, but I would say Piper Laurie as the mom was better than Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it. I think what drew me the most was the whole blood, the pig blood scene and her face and that reaction and just the, like the animosity in her face, like that sold me that it was a good, like interpretation of the Carrie character once she fully ignited, basically. I agree with that. I like how CJ's just like, what do you, what, what movie, Carrie, who, what? <laughs> no, I, I know these films, but I've never seen them, so I can't speak too much to them. I mean, I was going to make the joke that the best horror film remake I saw was the one of The Shining, and that was in Ready Player One. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, but that's fine. I mean, I know they made, they remake a lot of these films. I know Rico's a big fan of them and we don't get to talk about these things often. And I know, and I know you guys are fans too. So, Hey, I'm, I'm fine with letting you, letting you roll on it. All right. Well, if we can continue that, what, what's your thought on the it TV miniseries and then it chapter one, chapter two. Ooh. So, yeah. so that's a really like divided thing for me because Skarsgård as Pennywise, I mean, it's fucking terrifying, to be honest with you. It is goddamn terrifying. But Tim Curry, you know, he did kind of set the the scale for Pennywise from the get-go. Like, you can't really surpass him, but Skarsgård did a really good job as Pennywise just on, like, the grotesque and the psychological, like, fuck you, like, look of him, basically. Um, As far as the movies go, the first one was, it was decent. The second one, it had its moments, but I can barely remember parts of it. So there really wasn't that. And the ending, I couldn't, I could not fucking tolerate the ending at all. Like it's just, it was too out of left field for me. Of of chapter two, chapter with two, yeah. The, with the yeah, whole like, if we don't, if we aren't scared of you, then you'll just disintegrate. And they literally just kind of like jump in his face and scream at him like a little bully. And I'm like, that's how you kill this creature. I mean, would it have been better with? giant fucking spider mm. I mean I, I like the original miniseries a lot and I think uh, my opinion is kind of in the middle ground because I like all of them uh, the, the, the thing that I liked about chapter one and chapter two were the kid actors because they are fucking great and Agreed. the adult counterparts were just as good and Bill Hader probably gave the performance of his fucking career in that movie with the exception of most of uh, Barry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that's good shit, too. I just mean, up until... Movie-wise, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Because, like, as far as movies go, you know, because I had saw that before I saw Barry. And mm-hmm. up until that point, I've always loved Bill Hader as a comedic actor. I think the dude's great. But when, when I saw this Same. movie, I cried my eyes out at the end of that movie because I thought the first movie was really good as far as like the terrifying aspect of it but I thought the second film was more about them dealing with their post-traumatic stress disorder about the experience they've gone through with each other Mm -hmm. bringing the memories back and everything manifesting itself it was more about the kids as adults than it was about Pennywise in the second half and I think that's what I enjoyed the most about it the dramatic aspect I'm not really a giant drama movie goer but like when when it's there, I'm sucked right in. And, sure. and that that did it for me. I think what loses it for me for Skarsgård's performance is the voice. The costume is on point. He looks exactly like how it's described in the book. But the voice just 
fucking doesn't work because at least Tim Curry, you know, it, it's it's playful, but it also sounds like a fucking older New England guy who's like fucking with you, and that's going to be creepy enough. As it's like, I that George, don't you want a balloon? But Skarsgård comes along, and it fucking sounds like Scooby fucking do. Hi there, Georgie. Don't you want a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> and like oddly, just... yeah, oddly enough, like I enjoyed the voice because it it kind of teeter totters between like being playful and inviting and being like creepy and terrifying at the same time. So, look, no, let's be honest. If we had a fucking clown coming at us, offering us a balloon out of a sewer duct. We'd all be creeped out. It doesn't matter who the fuck or what it sounds like. It's mm-hmm. going to be like, uh, fuck no, I'm moving out of Maine. Yeah, if my little paper boat I, goes uh, into the sewer, I'm just saying, fuck it, I'm done. I know, I know I shared this with you already, Rico, but just so I can contribute a little bit to the conversation. This past Halloween, someone drove around and put red balloons on all the sewer grates in my local town. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... I, I even got, I mean, not being a fan, I, I at least got the reference. Like, when I saw it, I was like, okay. Or, you know, or when Deb, actually Deb told me, I didn't see it, Deb told me about it, but I was like, oh, okay. I I get that. I, I at least understand what that, that symbolizes, and I told Rico about it after it happened. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. CJ, you got one on your list you can uh, throw in? It's not. It's Well, I mean, I have one, but I also had a question before we get into that. Um, because do we want to count in this conversation? If And we, if we don't, that's fine. Some of these Marvel movies have been done multiple times. Like, There's like two or three different versions of Punisher. There's a couple different versions of... Um, um, I'm trying to think of the other one off the top of my head. I'm blanking now. But, uh, Spider-Man? I mean, but yeah, it's Spider-Man. So like we have a couple of these that we can talk about, but I feel I feel like that's, you know, really shooting fish in a barrel almost. Like I I feel like we're trying to go, you know, you know, a little more deep, not deep cuts, but you know, not as well known. You got something for me. I see it. Go for it. If we're going to go into the Spider-Man route, me and him are going to literally just be like word for word like just yeah, it's going to be too in depth to be honest with you. <laughs> Okay, but well, I was gonna say, like, of all of those, if you're gonna go with any of them, the Punisher, because it had to be fucking rebooted four or three fucking times after the Dolph Lundgren one, which yep. everybody and, and 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 this is one thing I've noticed about these movies: every one of them has their fans, and even this because I thought the series was really great. I I actually pegged John Bernthal as being cast as the Punisher like a fucking year before it happened, and Cody can even attest to that mm-hmm. shit. Because mm. I was sitting there like, man, John Bernthal would be a fucking great Punisher after watching his character on Walking Dead. I was like, God, that dude would be an intense Frank Castle. And fucking lo and behold, we got him. Uh, <laughs> nice. the, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, for what it was, for what it is, because it's still around, it was okay. I know there's a lot of 80s action purists that are like, that's my Punisher. And then you got the people it's that are not like... not the Punisher. But that's what I'm saying. They're, they're saying, oh, that's my Punisher. And I have a hard disagree. I am the... I might be the only person in this room that thinks Punisher Warzone was the best one. Punisher Warzone was the more comic book 
accurate one. And that's why I liked it so much. I, I acknowledge that it's good. I definitely acknowledge that I liked Warzone. Um, I was definitely a Tom Jane Puritan. My friend and I watched that movie on VHS all the time because you could take a non-comic book fan, put them in front of that particular film, and they'll be like, this is just fucking entertaining. This is just a mob movie. Oh, and, and Thomas Jane's a great fucking Frank Castle. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was disappointed that he didn't do the sequel, but, you know, and then that led to the obvious, you know, reboot with Ray Stevenson, but... And you know, I like Ray Stevenson too, but yeah. he didn't fucking, he did not really attempt to try and look the part. If you would have put Tom Jane in the Warzone one, that I think that might have been like fucking excellent. Like the same tone, the same everything, but put Thomas Jane's like very just stoic Frank Castle in there. And there you go. Because he, he captured the emotion really well. Do we all agree though? They, they are going to make another Punisher film. If they are, it has to be Berenthal at this point. Like that just, it just does, right? Like, I would think so, but the fact that like Marvel, okay, so Marvel got the rights back to Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil already. Like yesterday. Yeah, they're. I, I have the strong opinion that they will try to integrate them into the cinematic universe at some point. If not, making those characters their are, own. Oh, Charlie, I know that. Charlie, yeah. Yeah, I already. Yeah, Charlie Cox being you know Peter Parker's lawyer and everything, which they need to do that. But I, I think they should put Jessica Jones in the She Hulk series. Agreed. Agreed. And who's to say they won't? We don't know. That's the thing. You know, they might. So. The only one they've acknowledged that they're really considering recasting is fucking Iron Fist. Yeah. Which, probably the right move. Um, uh, yeah. But here's, a, here's, a, here's a question for the Marvel Universe if we're going that route. How is it that we've remade the Hulk on two different films, but the best one is not even a film about the Hulk? It's all the movies up until after Iron Man. Well, I, CJ and I agree on, on this. What what do we agree on? Well, we we think that Norton did a better one personally than Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Yeah. I, I I look, I like Mark Ruffalo as an actor, but I would have preferred if it Norton could get his head out of his ass long enough to have done the whole the whole franchise. Um obviously he can't and he's Ed Norton and that's what it is and and for for that Ruffalo did fine. Um, Rico and I also have a fundamental problem with what they did with the character by the time you get to Endgame. Like, the smart Hulk thing, go fuck yourself. That's Look, I'm my fine opinion. with Professor Hulk. I just didn't like the fact they made him, like, really jokey and, like, awkward yeah. and, like, very like yeah. dabbing and, like, you know, say how to, you know, listen to your mom. She knows what's up. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it, it wasn't that he was super smart and he wasn't he was super dumb he was just super average and who the fuck wants to see that with the hulk yeah, yeah. i mean and even even the, even the part where they're trying to figure out the time travel at the begin in the beginning before um rdj comes back before tony comes back involved and you know they keep sending um oh christ why am i blanking on his name yeah, paul Rudd. yeah and, yeah they're sending him back and forth and Eventually, you know, you get the whole going science or time travel, and he throws the thumbs up like "fuck you," like no, yeah, no. it just didn't work, it, man. It, I mean, um, well, also, I think Edward Norton's hulked out form was fucking scarier, dude. Like, I yeah, like Mark Ruffalo. Sure. You'll never hear me say I don't like Mark Ruffalo, but yeah. I, I think when he was as um, Bruce Banner, he was quirky and quippy and. 
and looked like he was anxious as all hell, which is really kind of important for the role. Mm. Um, but I think Edward Norton as the Hulk himself was better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I loved that that Incredible Hulk film. I fucking loved it. I loved Edward I, Norton. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. That's what I'm saying. If, if, if Norton could could have gotten his head out of his ass long enough to do the whole franchise, he would have been great. But, right. They captured the essence of the television series into it, and as well as trying to progress it forward to what Marvel wanted to do with it. And if he could have kept going, like you you guys have said, I think it could have been great. I'm still fucking waiting for them to bring like uh, uh, Doctor Stern's back because they hinted at that shit at the end. Where he became, uh, where he becomes the leader. Yep. But they don't want to fucking. I mean, they really. If you had, if they had not brought back uh, William Hurt for like Civil War and <sighs> Endgame and shit, you would not fucking know that Incredible Hulk was part of the MCU. Mm. Yeah, for real. I think, yeah, I think they'll bring because they're already bringing Tim Roth back for the She Hulk series as a as abomination. So because enough people have bitched about it, like, listen, we there we like this fucking movie. We just don't like what you fucking did with Edward Norton. Right, right. Or because there's there's two fucking sides. I mean, Edward Norton blames Marvel and Marvel blames Edward Norton. So although a lot of other people have blamed Edward Norton for other fucking things, so it's probably Edward Norton's fault. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and not saying it, it it will happen, but I mean, and the possibility for him to come back is actually on the table now that we're that they're doing the whole multiverse series. You know, I, w- right. I won't like uh, spoil anything. I don't think you've watched uh, WandaVision yet, dude. So not yet. Okay, so I won't spoil any of that for Cody. But like, I think now that they're opening up the door for that, if they ever, which you know, again, I like Mark Ruffalo just as you know much as I like Norton. But if they ever wanted to do that, they could always like blame the multiverse and like, oh, there's actually another fucking Hulk out there, and it's Edward Norton's Bruce Banner. I mean, there's yeah, already- yeah but. N- there's yeah. already the rumor with the Spider-Verse thing, like having Maguire and Garfield come back. So that could right. be a good yeah. possibility as well. Yep. Yeah, but you know, this is what's going to happen. They're going to say, okay, we're going to open the multiverse and we're going to have different Hulks and they're going to fucking bring back Eric Bana. And we're all like, yeah, you know, motherfuckers, we don't want that one. <laughs> yeah, but at see, least, you know at least bring I, back fucking Ferrigno. Like, I, I, I saw that that one and, and I... I agree with everybody that it's not good, but I to me Eric Bana wasn't the problem with that film. There was a lot of other problems, but Eric Bana's performance wasn't the problem. So if you bring in Eric Bana back, I don't think it's is it the first choice? No, but I don't think it's like the worst idea that could Eric happen. Eric Bana doesn't convincingly convey that he knows anything about gamma radiation, whereas at least Ruffalo and fucking Edward Norton That's fair. look like That's they fair. went to school. And no, it's something against yeah. Eric fucking Banana. I just you know. <laughs> <laughs> is that Eric um, Bana? Okay. The Eric Bana looked like the Incredible Sulk. He was not the Incredible. He looked like the Incredible Sulk. The fucker was just had he had just sad eyes the whole time, no matter what. Well, that's Eric Bana. Yeah. This, this is this is him as uh, fucking uh, Eric Bana. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm fucking angry. He's <laughs> all whiny, <laughs> bitchy, boo boo. <laughs> Boo, 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 boo. I'm crying green tears. Meh. I'm a green monster. Boo. I was bullied as a kid. Sounds like droopy. Like on That's like the point, speed. yeah. <laughs> I I'm I'm so happy right now. 
That's that's Rico's go-to for Anakin Skywalker as well. That's, that's when that's I'm accurate. with you, I'm in agony. I you never should have kissed me, Panda Bear. Boo boo. And I fucking hate him with a passion too. Like I hate Hayden Christensen as fucking Anakin. So you're hating Christensen? Yeah, I'm hating Christensen yeah. so much because that is uh, pretty much the equivalent of what he is. It's just oh my god, Padme's not in my arms. I'm gonna kill every fucking person. Obi Wan you to understand me. Boo boo. He's taking away my lover. <laughs> I'm the strong one with the force. You need all of me once for No, you've done that yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate you, man. Boo! Ouch! That burns. Lava hurts. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse. And it's just and you see freaking oh, it, gets, it gets all rough and it gets up in my boo boo you see Padme's just like is he flirting with me or he's just like having a crisis what I'm telling you I have a theory that he fucking Jedi like mind tricked her ass cause at no point would any like if we I don't oh fuck dude <laughs> like, Amidala throughout the whole entire prequels was just a sympathetic person and she was too sympathetic she was too concerned about the lesser people and even with how powerful Anakin was, he still was emotionally vulnerable. So it's like, I'm sympathetic because he needs to be fixed and mended, even though he was a whiny bastard. I mean, look, I'm also the opinion that, like, we kind of had to see Anakin be a whiny fuck to be believable to become Darth Vader. If we were expecting an omen little kid as young Anakin or as a teenager, like he's like super deep into the fucking dark side, we'd be like, this is not believable. He's too dark. There needs to be a transition. Needs to be slowly corrupted. But yeah, hey, fucking Hayden Christensen. I blame, I blame George Lucas, who doesn't understand dialogue and doesn't understand how to maybe direct somebody. You know, because he got fucking lucky with the cast that he had for the original Star Wars. I mean, you get big heavy hitters. You get Alec Guinness. You get fucking even Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher that were at the beginning of their careers happened to be very good fucking actors. Mm-hmm. And then you come along and you get fucking fucking Hayden Christensen, which we know somebody like we have a friend who's a Canadian filmmaker. You can and say it. You can say so it. A f- Matty Granger uh, has worked on films and he was he worked on the first couple X Men films and he was part of that close knit circle of making you know fucking X Men. We'll, put, we'll told- put it this way: when he says my friend Kevin's calling me, he's talking about fight. Yeah, like that's okay. yeah. There's there's a photo that he's shared, and it's like him, Kevin Feige, and Ray Park, like duking and it Singer. out with lightsabers. No, sing, no, singers. Oh, not you're in that photo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another one though. Yeah. So Maddie fucking told us this story where he was unintentionally responsible for Hayden Christensen's casting because he sent out a fucking letter and a and a and a photo of himself and his argument was I should be Anakin because eventually Jake Lloyd would grow up to look like me which and then he, he retracted that he said nope I was wrong Jake Lloyd looks nothing like me and I'm <laughs> grateful for that but he supplied a whole bunch of like an audition tape of like his best hits of him working in Canadian TV shows and, and TV movies and, and shit. he was starring opposite Hayden Christensen in these clips in one, sent, in one particular movie. In one particular film. And he sent it in, and 
even his brother, as he was putting the clips together, was like, his brother, um, Mikey, was like, dude, don't send that clip. Like, don't like, send that clip, that particular clip with Hayden. Don't do it. It's, yeah, it's he's not like, Hayden good. sucks. It's just this whiny little bitch. Don't fucking do that. He's like, no, but I'm good and in the movie. Sent, it's all good. He sends it anyway, and then, like, six months later, Hayden Christensen... Yeah, he and, went on IMDb because, like, confirmed, hey, uh, Anakin Skywalker's been cast for Attack of the Clones. He's like, all right, who the fuck is this guy? And he's looking at it, he's like, how the fuck do I know this guy? And his brother was like, dude, shut the fuck up. No way. And they pulled it, like, they literally went through this old VHS copy to, like, go back and look at the credits. He's like, no fucking way. So, yeah, we can blame... See, it's the fucking Canadians. It's always the fucking Canadians. <laughs> they set forth the apocalypse. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> um, you you guys, this is fun. I'm having fun. I have one more that I can bring up, and then I'm pretty much tapped out because nothing else is going to be worth me. I oh no, I guess that's not true. I could also talk about one other franchise, but the one I wanted to bring up, um, and I don't know if you guys would consider this a remake officially, but Casino Royale. I was just going to propose that, but good for you for okay. doing that. Thank you. Well, let me have one because only, I only have one other franchise left, and I think I'm legit tapped out. But um, right. uh, but the Casino Royale one with, with Daniel Craig. Now, I know I know that the original is not considered to be like a a, a true Bond film in the in the you know pantheon, right. but but I I. And I haven't seen the original one, Rico. I know you have, so you can... I thought you have. Anyway, so you can well, help me out here, but... it's actually... It's a remake with of another remake, because the very first adaptation of James Bond was in, like, 1954, and it was, like, a TV movie. Yes. TV episode. It's not even a... Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Of Casino Royale, and Bond was actually played by a fucking American. Because mm. it was, like, Barry Nelson. Nelson. Some, yep. Yeah? And then there's the 67 one, which, uh, you know, was the sort of original Austin Powers before it was Austin Powers or the Peter Sellers one and all that, which was in its own way, a kind of a spoof. But then we get the fucking Daniel Craig one where it's like, fuck you. I'm going to barrel through the goddamn wall type of movie. Right. Which infinitely is still one of my all time favorite parts of Daniel Craig's Bond, where it's like he's chasing after a motherfucker who's doing parkour and he just runs through the wall. Like, <laughs> fuck your flippity flip bullshit. <laughs> Daniel Craig was a good Bond to me. Like, I, I, I like I, him. He's the only Bond I like. I don't like the other Bond films personally. I know. I know seen a, lot a whole of lot of them. Love... What's that? You haven't seen a whole lot of them. We've discussed. I've this. seen. I've seen a couple of the Pierce ones. I've seen. I've definitely seen some of the Sean Connery ones. I know people. I know people love them. So I'm like, I'm not. This is not me sitting there saying they're shit films because I I get people. But Enrico knows this. I don't like how. And honestly, I'm reading the, the IMDb here on on Casino Royale, and apparently the the Broccoli's felt the same way that they had gotten too fantastical, and and there's too much gadgetry, there's too much, you know, like the invisible car and the lasers out of the watch and all that kind of stuff, and they wanted something a little more grounded, and that's what I like about the Daniel Craig ones is they're a little more grounded and and realistic in that sense. So it's, it's grittier and re and you know it's it's the Dark Knight Batman Begins reboot of the Schumacher mm -hmm. shit. Which is exactly what they said they wanted. The quote is, I want to do to Bond what Batman Begins did for Batman. Right. From Eon. I guess that's how you say his name. Yeah. Eon is the production. It's it's everything or nothing is their production name. 
Okay, all right. And apparently, apparently, Quentin Tarantino wanted to direct it, but well, they Quentin said, Tarantino no. wants to direct everything, dude. Oh yeah, he wanted to direct fucking Star Trek, and I still don't know how I feel about that. That's an interesting combination it's, for me. It's still happening. I, yeah, allegedly, it's still happening. He's gonna make a hard R Star Trek movie. Mm. You know. We went from Casino Royale to Royale with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Casino Royale with cheese. No, I was just. And if I read it right, Chris Chris Pine's out. Oh yeah. No, he was originally supposed to do Kirk, and now he's not. But anyway, you were saying something, Cody. No, I was just talking about like the Casino Royale. Like I love Casino Royale and Skyfall like a lot. So I'm after Skyfall. Like I was a hardcore like Daniel Craig fan. So. That's where Siege and I just like we we fucking. Yeah, I think agree. Skyfall is the worst of the Daniel Craig films by I a wholeheartedly. Agree. Yeah, I like I like the other three way better. So, Quantum of Solace was really kind of lackluster for me, um, as far as that one goes. And then the Casino Royale was a step up for sure. And then like Skyfall was really just almost peak, if anything, for me when it comes to the Daniel Craig lineage. And Spectre kind of was disappointing. I was like, you're going to fucking have um, Christoph Waltz as, like, the big bad, mm. and you're really not going to use him that much? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, just... But he's coming back in this next one. Because they were like, oh, we got to make another one because no one fucking... Nah, shock, we got to fix this shit. I mean, shit, how many yeah. Bond films do we have over the last, like, I don't know, what, six decades? Twenty-five. This will be... 25. This will be the 25th one that comes out. I mean, geez. That's not even including the fucking, like, you know, Casino Royale, the original one, plus Never Say Never Again, the fucking offshoot Sean Connery did, where mm-hmm. he, like, remade Thunderball because the producer had the rights. He's like, oh, no, Thunderball's the best movie. We're going to make another one. And there was literally, like, Roger Moore as Bond in an official Bond film, and then Sean Connery doing another Bond movie, but it wasn't considered canon. You're mm-hmm. why you and they both were released like around the same time, yeah. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the remake of Scarface? Oh man, <clears throat> okay. So, for like the prohibition era thing that Howard Hawks did, mm-hmm. I like I like that one a lot. I really do. In fact, like weirdly, I saw it before De Palma's, but I mm-hmm. fucking love the 1983 Scarface so much. And I know it's controversial because there's people that really either love it or they fucking hate it. Um, right. I, I think, I don't think it was Pacino's like defining role, but it's definitely one of his most absolute memorable ones. If anything, I think that's the one that stands out in everybody's mind though, because they always know that line, say hello to my little friend. That's pretty much any time people bring up Pacino is that line. Oh shit. That movie is quotable as fuck though. Yeah. But I bear those cockroaches. Yeah, I mean it's it's especially in modern day rap and hip hop, they fucking use that shit and like clip that line so often. You know, we, I've had friends that are diehard fucking like rap and hip hop fans, and I ask them like, "What's your favorite like mafia film?" And they automatically say Scarface. And I'm like, "That's really not what I meant." But at least you, I mean, good. That's that's not a bad pick. It's just. I was talking about like Godfather, Goodfellas, or something. Right, actual mafia. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as far as like a drug lord movie and a, like a rise to power and uh, excess, pure eighties. Like if you think like pure eighties, like Scarface is the uh, 
epitome of that, of, of excess. Everything in the 80s was just, you know, go, go, go. And the, the lavish lifestyle, the violence in the movie, you know, they were going to, you know, give it an X rating and all that shit. And then uh, De Palma was like, well, fuck them. You know, I, I put the cut I want out anyway since they sent everything back. He wound up putting what right. he wanted out. Uh, it, at the time when I'd seen it for the first time, it was to me one of the most violent things I've ever seen, which is it's fucked up to think that now that's tame. It's pretty tame. Mm-hmm. But at, at that time, it was pretty shocking. And it's not what sold me on the movie. I, I, I really just enjoyed everything about it, the aesthetics, the music, because I'm a fucking... Cody and I are both huge Giorgio Moroder fans. So, like, that score... You know, helps make the movie again. Going back to music, making or breaking films. Sometimes I think that helped make that movie what it was. Um, Pacino absolutely made it what it was. And fuck, man, even uh, Robert Loggia's <laughs> fucking character, I-, I loved him in that movie. Robert Loggia, fucking F. Murray Abraham, like fucking Salieri is in it mm-hmm. very briefly, and he hit like because I was a huge Amadeus fan when I was a kid, so I saw it. I'm like. Holy fuck, Salieri's in this? I'm like, oh, no, not for long. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. And that's still one of the more poignant, traumatic deaths in a film where I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, you felt really bad for his character. Oh, my God. Like, I felt more bad for his character than I did for fucking uh, Pacino's, uh, for Scarface's cousin, Angel. I'm like, that was still fucked up. I'm like, God damn, dude, he got thrown out of a fucking helicopter and hung? Mm Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, fuck. Yeah, again, like, it's it's one of those movies where I can't pick, like, a favorite piece in it. Just the whole thing is is wonderful in my eyes. You know, like I said, I'm one of those people that falls into that category of I fucking love this film. Have you guys played the video game? That game is hard as fuck. That game, I, I've got to give it props, man. That is a fucking game that holds up to the original source. And it makes it, it gives you a, a different ending because I mean, for those who haven't seen Scarface, sorry, he fucking dies at the end, but they, they take the ending and they fucking do a little twist on it where he just happens to hear the motherfucker sneaking up behind him and shoots him. And then it is a proper redemption because the thing about Scarface, the character is that he just digs his ass into his own grave throughout the film. You're watching the rise of power and the slow corruption into hell, mm-hmm. but for those who look at him as like, we want to see something something good come from uh, Tony Montana, the game gives you that process where he quits cocaine and he builds his ass back. I mean, yeah, he fucking slaughters all of Miami, but... <laughs> you know, as still, you do. Right. He still redeems himself. Yeah, and I think uh, one, one point a lot of people do look over in that movie, speaking of, you know, any good that comes from him, <clears throat> like, even though it's cocaine-fueled at the time, like, he has, like, ridiculous regret over killing Manny and all that shit. But the scene where he refuses to blow the car because there's kids in the fucking car. It's like, that's how, like, when you look at somebody who's this, this hard ass motherfucker still has a heart. He has like a moral like bar that he says, like he can't go that far. Right. I'm convinced that breaking bad is just a sequel to fucking Scarface. I think Manny fucking survived the gunshot, went into hiding, and then changed his name to Don Eladio, and then hired the fucking hitman who didn't kill the kids, and and that became the motherfucker in the wheelchair because that's uh, Mark Margolis. Yep, yep. <laughs> Great fucking series too. Great casting. 
great fucking character actors. Mark McGullis, every time I fucking see him, whether it's Ace fucking Ventura, you know, as the landlord. <laughs> Ventura. Yes, Satan? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You sounded like someone else. I, I fucking love that actor. I mean, um, all right, I got one more, and then I'm, I'm tapped out. And I don't say this often, but True Grit. I think the remake, way better. And I still think the original with John Wayne is pretty fucking decent. But the remake is fucking amazing. And it's not just Jeff Bridges. It's not just Matt Damon. It's not just Josh Brolin. It's largely due to the fucking girl, man. Like, she fucking owned that movie. Oh, absolutely. I can't remember her fucking name, but I'm fucking... I got it. I'll, I'll get it, Rico. Yeah, True Grit was really good. I remember I remember when that came out, or they were going to make it, and I found out Jeff Bridges was going to be Cogburn. I was like, oh, man, what a great pick. Right. You know, the dude abides, goddammit. But, I mean, seriously. <laughs> like the Duke to the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the dudester Cogburn. Mm-hmm. Dudester Cogburn. Yes, sir. Nice. But, like, that's, that's a big, like, challenge is to how do you pay homage to the original, you know, John Wayne performance and not make it seem like it's above his or like tarnished that, you know, reputation or anything like that. But, you know, Jeb Bridges did a fucking great job though, regardless. Oh, absolutely. I've got, uh, I want to get, well, do you you have anything more to add to it? I I would just go, Rico asked about the, no, but I have to ask Rico before you, are you talking about the character called the kid or the girl that was in the film? The girl. The girl is Haley Steinfeld. She played Maddie Ross. Gotcha. There's actually a character called the Kid, though, and that was played by Dom Hall Gleason. So that's why I was asking. So. Oh fuck! I forgot he was in that. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, the. And also, I think it was like one of the first times we see Josh Brolin start to become villainous, mm. and I think that that paved the way for a, you know, future career of because you know he went from fucking Goonies to that. You know, he was just kind of the older, snarky brother, and then he became a villain. What was that shitty remake he did that we had looked at earlier? Oh, God damn it. Are you talking about Old Boy? Yeah. Yes. See, look, I'm I'm in the lower demographic because I thoroughly enjoyed the remake of Old Boy. Uh, admittedly, I saw the original after I saw the fucking remake, but it, you, you know, we're all film fucking fans, and I would argue we've seen a lot of fucking movies in between us. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think as an audience, it takes a lot to really stun us and throw us a twist. Because most of the time we've seen so many movies, like we know where it's going to go. Like we could see a twist coming a mile away. We could say, okay, that motherfucker is definitely dying. They keep alluding to like this poetic line. Something's going to fucking happen. Mm. I was not at all fucking prepared for the end of the remake of Old Boy. I did not see that shit coming. And, and it's because I didn't see the original. And even then, the original ending is not the same. It's it's very similar. But there's some minor fucking tweakages. Right. And at least they went that route with it. Like, I'll give, I'll give the American one that route that they, they, they did it differently. But I... I saw the Korean one first and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that film. I like films like that. And like Ishii the killer, like I'm a big Takashi Miike fan as far as like Japanese. Direction. I saw the devil. God damn. I saw the devil is a phenomenal fucking movie. I actually yeah. just bought it because like, I want to put that on our podcast at some point. It's, it's really good, but mm-hmm. like not to derail off of it, but like I, I was 
I remember watching Old Boy like a year after it had come out, like it had hit the DVD market, you know, and at the time it wasn't like anything I'd seen. And it dare I say it was one of the things that got me more into like uh Asian cinema, like Japanese cinema, Chinese sure. cinema, all the all that shit. I, I love foreign film. You know, uh but yeah, old old boy is just uh it was one of the first movies with a twist ending that I I didn't see coming, you know, to right. your point and like the original, I mean, and then, you know, the remake was decent, but I'm not like, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of the old one. I'm not a big Spike Lee fan. So I was thoroughly entertained. I, I did not realize that was fucking Spike Lee. And I, and I, I think Josh Brolin, like it would not at all surprise me when Marvel was like thinking, who should we cast as fucking Thanos? And they were like, someone happened to watch Old Boy and then that whole scene, that one shot, you know, unbroken scene where he's fucking dudes up with a hammer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, that's, that's fucking like, you know, I, I can see the comparison. It's more Thanos than it is cable. The, the, the casting director was like, snaps his finger. I got it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's also kind of like, who, who would look good with Marvel actors? Oh, Samuel Jackson's in this. Oh, fucking, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's in this. You know, it would be interesting. If we got Josh Brolin in the fucking MCU. Right. Just throw a hammer into the gears right there. And that's Thor. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happens. Is that would have been even fucking better if, like, they recreate that fucking hallway scene where he's fucking up people with a fucking hammer, but he's got Milnor instead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. show me, someone fucking animate that and show me that fucking scene. Yes. There you go. Um, I, I, do, I do have a couple quotes. Did you guys have any more first over Super Media Brothers? You guys, because I know you're our guest here. I don't want to cut you guys off if you have more, but I have one. I mean, I know you guys can do movies all day, but I didn't know if you had any specific ones you wanted to talk about. I have, I have one more. Okay, you... hit us. Mm -mm. Okay, uh, it'll be. I keep saying maybe controversial, but I don't know. I really fucking enjoyed Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yes. That was such a fucking cool movie. And the fact that he, he had the wherewithal to be like, let's make these zombies run. That made it more terrifying to me. And I, I love Romero. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But that Dawn of the Dead remake was just fucking good. I, I'm split. If I can be the token horror fan of, of fucking Potaskew, I'm, I'm split how I feel about it. Because Dawn of the Dead, the remake, is definitely scarier than the original. And it's it's largely due to the high octane feel of zombies sprinting at you right but i'm also of the opinion i'm like on like i don't understand why zombies are able to sprint like i don't get how that became a thing because eating brains and shit they don't have a proper reproductive system so how does that make them be able to run right. lunge and kind of like lumber a little aggressively sure i kind of get it like the fact that they're actually deteriorating and falling apart, like any more pressure and tension on their bodies should make them more so than normal. So why would they be able to sprint? Right. That's my, that's my argument. Like, yes, it's highly entertaining. Yes. It's highly scarier than the original, but when you, and that's the problem for like movie fans like us, there's a big difference of being entertained and then thinking about the film mm -hmm. and letting logic askew your perception of the movie. And so, then that's a big argument Rico and I have on the show all the time because like I I think and Rico tell me if you disagree but I think we've said this before I I can suspend disbelief a lot easier than Rico can you know like yes. I can, I can turn that off and just watch something and not 
you know, think about stuff like I mean, you guys all bring up valid points on those films, so I'm not I'm not saying it's wrong, but like I can sit back and watch that and go, okay, I don't really care that yes, their body wouldn't be able to handle it or you know all that kind of stuff. It's just a scary fucking film, you know, whatever. So yeah, and and I think on that note with the Dawn of the Dead remake. <clears throat> Like typical zombie, yeah, slow walk. You know, maybe you know, maybe that movie you know stands alone. There's nothing that happens you know before or after it. So in my, this is just me like you know mulling over shit because I I have a difficult time not being able to watch a movie without thinking about it, even on the first view. So my mindset would go to okay, well maybe it's a different type of zombie where it's more of. Like, like kind of how they did with 28 Days Later, how it's more of like an infection than anything. And it's not like, right. oh, I got bit and I'm physically, you know, transforming everything. Like maybe this is some kind of like fucked up infection that just, you know, fires your neurons off in your brain. And like they, those fuckers are just rabid. And, and uh, dividing off of your, your point, I'm of the opinion that they're going to do that. Just add a five second scene explaining that. That's all I'm saying. True. Just say, hey, they all these fucking guys just ate a bunch of meth ads, you know, meth ads, <laughs> and that's why they're able, like, they're all juiced up. Right. Th- that's Listen, what happened gonna... with the bath salts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're gonna talk about an of the dead film, I'll just stick with Shaun of the Dead. But that's a different thing altogether. Um, you didn't run in that movie. <laughs> they do. Um, but uh, I'm gonna leave. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Off the last the last remake I was going to mention because we are getting pretty late into this and there's two there's two um, movie news things one of them being a remake actually that I want to talk about so I'd rather get into that before we, we wrap up for the night than sure. the other one I was going to say and we'll start with the remake um, have you guys over to Media Brothers have you seen the trailer for the, the new Mortal Kombat film yes fuck yes what are we thinking because I have kind of mixed feelings on it Honestly, you want to go? The biggest mixed feeling I have is Kano. Same, because they're putting him on the same side as the the, the protagonist, the good guys. When you're so used to him being that shithead, like bad dude, basically throughout the entire sure. series. But as we thought about that part, the other part is like, well, maybe something sets him off in this remake of it, basically, to where he said, "I'm fucking done with y'all." and I'm doing my own thing, or I'm doing Shao Kahn, or whatever like that. So maybe that's the route they're going to go, but I'm not sure. But the fact that he is not evil, per se, I'm kind of like on the mix about that. But as a whole, like it looks fucking phenomenal so far. 
Yeah. And my other gripe, and it's not even so much a gripe. I, it's more for me, it's going to be a wait and see kind of thing with it is the whole introduction of a new character into a universe of already established characters that just has this birthmark or a mark, you know, cause sometimes like most of the time when you throw a character in like that to something that's already established, it doesn't really work that great, but I'm, I'm going to wait and see how it plays out. I'm done with the birthmark thing. I'm so done with that. I mean, because like, what a really intricate fucking birthmark. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, least, I mean, at least say he was branded as a child. I'll believe that more. But see, that that goes back to the to me to me that goes back to the suspension of disbelief to a degree. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so he's got a he's got a birthmark that looks like the Mortal Kombat dragon. So I just um, think it's also been overdone. The whole birthmark chosen one as thing. a whole. You're probably yeah, it's a trope. Yes, I agree with you, Rico. No, no argument there. But my problem with the t- first off, let's let's give the credit where it's due. Correct, correctly casting ethnicity for this one. Yes, um, I, a really smart thing to do. Um, I'm very the actor's name escapes me right now, but I'm actually really excited about the guy who's playing Scorpion because I like him um, quite a bit in the things I've seen him in before. So mm-hmm. I'm excited you, about Raiden. Yeah, yeah, I'm what? excited about Raiden. That dude, oddly enough, and funnily enough, uh, one of our Cult Cinema Showdown episodes was Tetsuo the Iron Man versus Electric Dragon 80,000 Volts. The dude that plays the guy that is powered by, or one of the guys that is powered by electricity, that actor is playing Raiden. So, ironically yeah, enough, I've seen him in several other films, including that one. So I was really excited about his particular casting for that character. But uh, uh, to your point, yeah, absolutely. I am excited that they went, you know, with the correct ethnicity when they cast these people. Yeah, the 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 problem that I had, the thing that I'm torn about with this thing so far, and I'm hoping it's because it's a trailer. Are you more right? torn than Jax's arms? <laughs> <laughs> no, <but> that's <laughs> don't you mean pretty, Steve Harvey's arms? Close. Uh, but but that's kind of the point, though. Like some of the some of the 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 CGI graphic stuff that they're doing in this to me looks terrible. Um, like Luke Hang trying to sh- shoot out his fireball looked pretty bad. The far away shot where you see the, the fire dry, I thought it looked bad. I'm hoping they're still going to clean it up. It didn't look good to me at all. Oh God, no! Anything's it better than still- annihilation. Yeah, let's not revisit me, the transformation all- scenes. To me- <laughs> to me, it's on par with Annihilation. That's where it looks to me. No, right oh my no, God. no, 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 no. It is far beyond that. Trust yeah. me. Go, go back All and right. watch. We'll, <laughs> go we'll see. And I'm, I, look, look. I, I, as much as everybody, and 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 Richie, you come, you come to the get vocals pretty frequently. Uh, I'll be on April sixteenth. I'll be watching right before we get in there. So believe me, you know we'll 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 be able to watch that, and you know. We're gonna spoil the fuck out of that, so Rico, you better be on board. Um, but you know, I, but I will, but, uh, say, but I will say one point about the trailer that I did like was watching Sub Zero literally do like actual video game moves and fucking yes. shit up. Like that was so fucking awesome. Yes. No, the the, the, the Sub Zero. Not all of the tech, the the CGI stuff looked bad. The Sub Zero stuff looked good. I agree with you, Cody. The one I had trouble, the most trouble with was the Liu Kang stuff. And so, so maybe it was just just his. And I don't even see the problem with Liu Kang because when he did the whole fire dragon scene, like that looked fucking fantastic to me. So I don't see how it was like poor CGI on that part. But 
I mean, it might be it might be too shiny, maybe, but like it's it's miles improved. Like I'll have to say that at least it's miles vastly improved from twenty something years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it. I, I I'm gonna reserve total full judgment until like the release date. Cause, I. Yeah, because we. Yeah, yeah, we we plan on eventually doing an episode based just on that movie by itself, where we can just really fucking rip it apart, not in a bad way, but just like tear it apart and look at it, tear and it. yeah, more like ripping out the other ones, comparing it to these. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's something Rico would be interested in, but if you guys would have me back, I'd be more than glad to come come do that with you guys for sure. Yeah, y'all um, I'm down. But uh, I, I just want yeah. to rewatch all the fucking combat movies. So yeah, so suffer the food. other. The other piece of, of information that I want to talk about, uh, by the way, Mortal Kombat Legacy, though, that, that show, have you guys seen that? That's not so bad. I, I fucking like it. love it. It was great. Um, but I I want to touch on the other thing, and Enrico, you'll probably have a little more to say about this than he did in Mortal Kombat, but um, Sasha Calais, I think is how you say her name, or Kaye being cast as Supergirl. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I did. Uh, this, this is for... Um... Oh God! For the flash film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just want to know. I, I, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm seeing a lot of negative feedback because she's Hispanic. And I mean, I even saw a thing where a guy, guy said, "I don't need a Muslim cyborg, and I don't need a black Batman, and I don't need this, and I don't need that. Just make my Supergirl blonde and blue, blue eyed." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! Get the like, fuck out do, of here!" Do they not understand that they reboot and redo like all comics? like continuously so there's going to be a recasting of like oh iron man is now a female or um captain marvel is a man i mean whatever they do that all the time like they cast different gender different ethnicities i mean just in general like they constantly do that in comics so why are you complaining about you know supergirl being a different ethnicity right they did the same with miles morales whenever they announced that he was going to be spider-man i fucking love miles morales Mm -hmm. right Actually, I'm I'm probably a bigger fi- fan of Miles than I am of Peter, and I like Peter Parker, but I think I'm I might even be more of a Miles Morales fan personally. So I I hear you, Rich. I I I I don't have a problem with this. I like it. I'm okay with it. It was a little visually jarring just for like the first like five seconds, and then once I you know wrapped my brain around, I was like, okay, I'm I'm on board, you know. And there's actually been some CGI stuff of her in the suit now. And it looks, and she looks good. As far as I know, they're using the Man of Steel look for it, so it's going to be that style of suit. But it's going to be her. I didn't. They haven't seen her in the full suit, so I don't know if they're doing the skirt or if they're doing pants like they did in the latter season of uh, the CW Supergirl. So I'm not sure what they're what they're doing there yet. But as a whole, I think I think it's I think it's going to play out well. And honestly, if you guys haven't watched it, go watch her her reaction. If you've seen the thing on. You can if you Google it'll come up. But the director called her on Skype or Zoom or something and told her she got the the role. And it it her reaction is priceless. It's really really a good watch. That's pretty. So. Cool. My my thoughts on it is that fucking Supergirl's a fucking alien. So like she could literally be anything. She yeah, could be right. Mexican. She could be Muslim. She could be black. She could be white. She's a fucking alien. She's Kryptonian. So who the fuck are we to say, like, oh, well, Kryptonians don't look like Mexicans? Well, how the fuck do we know? It's a fictional fucking planet. Mm, so, fictional character. Fictional yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, 
I want to thank uh, Richie and Cody from Super Media Brothers, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We, 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 it's been a long day, but a fun day. So it, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us and, and being on the show and having us on your show. And, and thanks a lot, man. Oh, yeah. No problem. I mean, it was fun for me as much as it is for Richie, too. Oh, so fuck yeah. This, this is always a good time. Any, anytime we can get together and do st- stuff like this, it's always a blast. Yeah, yeah whether no, we disagree sure. or agree, it was fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I see, and I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, we we're all we're all um, passionate. We can have mm-hmm. we can have it. We're passionate, but we can have an intelligent conversation. Where and and when we are like fuck you, it's all in fun. It's not like you know, it's it's you know that kind of thing. Right. So we're not um, all Anakin before, Skywalker before, here. Before, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, before, before we head out. Um, can you, I mean, obviously, uh, if people are paying attention, they know you're, uh, you're on super media, you're, I know you're on super media, of course you're on super media, but you're on the Odd media network. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and with us and, and all, but tell everyone where else they can find you guys, what, what they can look forward to stuff like that. Right. You can find us on Twitter at super media bros underscore super media bros dot com or podcast.com if you want to listen to all of our episodes uh we're on instagram at super media bros podcast our facebook is kind of like a fucking graveyard right now so you know those ours <laughs> yeah it's okay it happens all those kids use twitter anyway so right so you can you can find us on on those platforms and websites and all that good stuff all right, guys. Well, I listen. I, uh, I, I again thank you all for coming out and joining us. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but we typically give Rico the last word. So, my friend, hit us. Finish it. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash That's www.getvocal.com slash where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80. 80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Obi-Wan Kenobi begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker turned evil Sith Lord, Darth Vader. Our fans will be thrilled that Hayden Christensen will be returning in the role of Darth Vader.
the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.